0: Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Mr. Bo Brock and Damian Anderson of Arizona Cardinal running back fame. Gentlemen, hello and happy Monday here on PHNX Cardinals Live.
1: Johnny, Bo, always happy to be here. Something I look forward to. Just can't wait to get started, man.
2: During a slow off season, the closer we get to
0: the draft, is a good day. Oh man, all this talk about Aiden Hutchinson maybe not going number one. I said, are we April? Are we in April? Yes, that means that the line season is in full force, and uh, the Cardinals have uh, an option or two to make up here before the twenty eighth of the month. Uh, we'll be out at the Ainsworth for the first round in the NFL draft. The Cardinals picking twenty third. And maybe, gentlemen, we got a little bit more clarity as to who they could or could not be targeting per the NFL Network. The Arizona Cardinals recently hosted Purdue outside linebacker, edge rusher, George, let me make sure I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, Kalaftis. Uh, He was a standout All-Big Ten player and somebody who could, you would assume, plug in opposite Marcus Gold now that Chandler Jones is gone. My question to you, gentlemen, is it or is whether or not you like this player. I think he's a great prospect. I think he's a firm first-round pick. My question, and I'll start with you, Mr. Bo Brock, you take this guy at 23. Do you trust Vance Joseph with his development after what we've seen with both Isaiah Simmons and Xavier Collins? I
2: hate to do this to you. I think we agreed it's Karloftis. Uh, Karloftis? Is that We're the consensus? Okay. It that little sounds little more time.
1: Greek. Yeah, that sounds
2: great on Damian Anderson's. uh, I believe it's your top prospect, right? At 20. I liked
1: it. I mean, a guy I know him and her, you know what I mean? Talked about it. (laughs) That's right. you mentioned it. The
2: Greek freak 2.0 grew up in Athens, Greece, just destroyed the combine as far as the measurables at the combine. Very impressive. As far as the stats he put up for the Boilermakers in the Big Ten, pretty pedestrian four and a half sacks. His best season was his freshman year, seven and a half sacks, 17 hurries. Uh, but the the question to answer: Do we trust VJ, defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals, with another first round linebacker? Is he going to you know taper off some playing time down the stretch? I, I think you know it's it's the theory of insanity at this point. Like I I think that would be a little nutty, right? It, I mm. mean, when you look at where the needs are, sure, edge is there, and Carl yeah. would fill that. But when does he fill it? Does he does he fill it immediately? I mean, I think you look at the tiers of pass yes. rushes as you mentioned yes. Walker. Okay. Uh, But Walker's up there. You got Aiden Hutchin. You got Kayvon Thibago. And then you've got a guy like Karloftis, the Greek freak. I think he's in a different tier. And I think that VJ would probably take him along slowly. Where I look at this roster, maybe you have some needs that you can fill on the offensive side of the football more immediately.
1: Guys, how do you make up for 25% of your pass rush that's gone? How do you make up for losing Chandler Jones? You be active
0: in free agency and sign a veteran for Vance Joseph. You don't sit on your hands till late April. That's my answer.
1: Good good, good point, Johnny. However, you have an opportunity to get George Karloftis, a guy that measurables resembles Nick Bosa in terms of player comp, resembles Kerrigan from Washington. We've seen both of them do very well in the National Football League. So, obviously, you have a hole to fill with Chandler Jones. You need to create, I mean, you could say manufacture, you know, some pressure on opposing offenses but you need that, that need. And to me, it's narrative about a linebacker. He's a defensive end guys. We know what he, we know what he plays. He's going to be an edge rusher. He may drop in the flats. This guy's going to play defensive end three, four, four, three, whatever. If they draft George Karloftis, he's going to play defensive end. That being said, you, you go back to Isaiah Simmons and, and, and the linebacker that they took last year. Xavier. Yeah. Zavian Collins. You got those two. It's about facts and circumstances. Everyone knew that, that, the guy coming from Clemson, was going to be – he's an athlete. We didn't know really where to put him. Zayven Collins, you got Jordan Hicks there, a guy that's starting, productive. That's a disconnect for me between the coaching staff and the player development side. That's not really between the coaches because they can only cook with the groceries that are provided, right? So you got to study George at, at linebacker, and you just throw a guy in like, hey, we drafted a first rounder, rounder, figure it out. To me, it was probably a situation where they saw the size, they saw the speed of Xavian, and they thought that he was going to be able to come in and play a multitude of positions, and that wasn't the case.
0: You know, I look at this guy's scouting report. Let me dust it off real quick. Number one thing against his weaknesses – Not a playmaker against the run. Not ideal for somebody who's being number one pick 23rd overall and also coming to an Arizona Cardinal defense that, oh, by the way, can't stop the run. And and Chandler Jones wasn't great at that, but he, he was better than most. I have concerns about this on a multitude of levels. Number one, I do not trust Vance Joseph as far as I can throw him to play this young man in critical passing downs over somebody like Devon Kennard or Dennis Gardeck. Number one, that's just if we're in November football and the Cardinals are in, let's say, a must-win game at San Francisco and we want this kid to go after and lay out Trey Lance, I don't think he's on the field, right? Especially if he's not great against the run, he's not earning snaps when it matters most. I also think you take anything but one of the two defensive tackles from Georgia who I think are generational. And you do not have enough young talent at those positions. You any anything other than that at 23, I believe is offensive malpractice. You cannot hold three straight linebackers in three straight first round gentlemen and, and look Kyler Murray in the eye and tell him you're committed to winning and improving his offensive side of the ball. I don't I do not care, especially if you take this young man. I don't, I'm not gonna rip on Purdue as a program. They've had a nice resurgence, but the Big Ten is not the SEC. And on some certain Sundays, it's not the ACC. The lower half of the Big Ten certainly is not the high-end ACC or the high-end Big 12. So you're going to take a guy that was playing normally Saturday mornings about 9 or 10 a.m. Midwestern time, central time, that had under five sacks next year and expect him to come in and immediately contribute. I think he's going to be a good player. But I just think for what the Arizona Cardinals need for next season, I, I, number one, I don't think he would play because I don't trust the coordinator. And number two, he is not a complete player for me to take at 23.
1: Not yet. Johnny, how did how did Nick and Joey Bosa do in the National Football League coming from a big they, 10 school?
0: Uh they had complete resumes of ass kickers at Ohio State, and I watched them every Nick Saturday. Nick Bosa night. didn't play
1: a senior year. Nick Bosa didn't play a senior year. You got
0: he was close to a campus prospect as they come. Even a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, who I love out of the University of Michigan, is not being compared to a bosa or a miles garrett that tells me the drop off is steep bo you just mentioned right. it we have the halves of the tier one edge rushing prospects they're going top 10 to 12 then we have the next group of guys and i think they're led by this young man
2: you know it's it's interesting though what Zaven collins and isaiah simmons didn't have and, and this is not a knock or indictment on jordan hicks is a guy that's gonna that comps very well to him talk about big 10 pass rushers one of the greatest of all time jj watt is on your roster and he he would do he'd be a great mentor for a guy like karloftis and you talk about stats and don't get bogged down by the stats because jj watt didn't reach double digit sacks during his time at wisconsin and playing for Purdue, I'm sure a guy like Kurloftis was facing double, triple teams at a Correct. time. It's There's a great nobody point. Nobody on that line that that's going that that's worthy of slowing down like that. So you know, I I I don't hate the pick. I mean, if it's a nightmare scenario as far as who's off the board at the wide receiver position, it, it wouldn't be a horrible pick. Um, you, you know, and and that's saying that that I
0: feel like that's too big of
2: an indictment on. But
0: Karloftis. it's almost like what they faced with Zavian last year. The board was picked clean by pick yep. 16, and they took him. And he was going to go to the Raiders a couple picks later. That's why I can't knock the Cardinals for what they did with Xavier Collins. If you pass on one of these Georgia defensive tackles or one of the top five or maybe six, if you want to include the kid from Penn State, receivers for this guy, I just – there will be plenty of people disappointed in the value. Johnny, yeah, I,
1: I I agree with you. I don't think that if that happens and they get to a point where it's a Georgia D tackles or a, a can't miss wide receiver, I think that that happens. That makes a lot of sense for all the reasons that you mentioned. Kyler Murray needs help. The defensive line needs depth, right? So if those if it's picked clean and a guy like Karloftis is there and it's value versus need and you're looking at it, he has a high value. We need a defensive end. We need to – manufacture those pressure and get those numbers up because you got to replace 25% of your sack production. So I like Karloftis there. But to me, the question becomes Karloftis is there, has a higher grade or there's another receiver with five points within that. What do you, what do you do, Johnny? I throw that back to you. Uh, I take
0: a receiver because it's a, it's a offensive league. It's a passing league. The Cardinals do not have a bona fide number two receiver they at least have Marcus Golden, who got 12 sacks last year. And and I talk about this at my new article at GoPHNX.com. They could still post-draft go out and signage Davion Clowney, who had nine sacks last year for Cleveland. I do not think you could bring in. We've seen receivers now seamlessly transition to the NFL and get seven, 800 yards as rookies. Pass rushers can do the same. But I think now with all of the rule changes, officials holding their whistles for offensive guys and blowing them on defensive guys, I think the game is predicated on scoring points and having different makers on the outside. I think Ed rusher is still a top five position in the NFL, and I think it's a top three need for the Cardinals. But for me, this team right now, the strength is their offense. They've lost too many pieces defensively. They, they aren't great. They're, they have huge glaring holes and inexperience. We don't know what the two inside backers are going to be next year. I would say just keep doubling and tripling down with Kyler Murray in the offense because at the end of the day, that's where your bread is buttered.
2: Doubling and tripling. I, I wish they had done so that that much. I mean, when you looked at when DeAndre Hopkins went out, I posted it on my Twitter account today. AJ Green, as far as key statistics and, and key moments in games last year, was his main target. I mean, as far as red zones on third down, it was it was AJ Green. It was nobody else. And right now, when you look at this Cardinals offense, if DeAndre Hopkins, like there's no contingency plan once again. So I gotta wonder that Steve Kime is eyeing at 23 finding that fallback plan unless he's looking to go, you know, kick the tires on a guy like Julio Jones later in free agency. I just don't know if you, if you can really wait on that. I, I Here's where I think the difference is between going after a Carl Loftus and going after a wide receiver might be the fifth or sixth wide receiver of the first round at 23 is there's a big fall off, drop off between the talent, between what Carl Loftus is at 23 and who's going to be available at 55. And with who's going to be available at wide receiver in that spot as well, I just think that you'd be better served to go get that playmaker and get in with that fifth year option on a playmaker that you can couple with the, with Kyler Murray going forward. I just think that there's more value there. If it was down between a pass rusher with the, the caliber of a, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau or a Trayvon Walker, I think it's a slam dunk. You go get that guy. Correct.
1: Yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, what you're saying all makes sense. Obviously, you have to couple it with Kyler Murray getting the football down the down the football field. Johnny, as you mentioned, it's an offensive predicated league, loosening some of the rules, making opportunities for quarterbacks, wide receivers. That transition, yeah. Is that value going to be there at 23, I think, is the question worth a first-round draft pick? And that's just something that the Cardinals have to look at. As you mentioned, I think we've seen this with the Steve, Steve Kime type of philosophy get guys in free agency, sign them to those one- or two-year deals, see how they play, because they're eager and wanting to. And we know that the later that they wait in the game, the cheaper that they're going to be. So there may be some guys that they're talking to, having discussions, and going to see what's going to happen. But I like Karloftis. If they go a receiver, I, I, I wouldn't be, I'd say, upset. But I think that the main concerns, Kyler Murray healthy, can make plays happen. He has a tight end. He has a running back. He has a wide receiver. Hopefully, Rondell Moore gets more involved. AJ Green if they get him back he's going to be a threat as well but to me that blaring hole what you're missing and losing Chandler Jones you're missing that production you're missing that leadership and both to your point the fact that you have a guy like J.J. Watt that could help and groom and bring Karloftis along to me makes a lot more sense than anything else
0: I'm glad we're just all on the same page because it really feels like we're trending toward a couple different directions here edge there's the big five right of course Hutchinson Walker Thibodeau Jermaine Johnson a lot of people like him in the chat out of Florida State and then of course Carloftis, Loftus when you talk about he there's a significant drop off but he's a firm first round pick then there's the big five at receiver right led by you know if you want to go Garrett Wilson Chris Olave, Drake London Jameson Williams and then the kid out of Arkansas Burks I think those are right now 10 players that we feel like the Cardinals could probably have a fit to fill a need where I think I would get worried. I would take a Karlofkis over one of these second or third tier corners. I, I do not think the value is there to pick a corner. Even if somebody, you know, I, I, I'm a Stingley Jr. fan. I don't think he'll be available. But, like, I know they have interest. We talked about it before with a Trent McDuffie. I would take a, a front-edge player over him, even if somebody like Karlofkiss that I'm not over the moon about. So at least they're they're, they're playing in this, in this sandbox of, okay, Here are our needs. We know our needs. We're going to address them. I think what bothered a lot of people last year is the Zayvon Collins kind of came out of left field because like, okay, is he going to play outside? No, he's inside. Well, you have Jordan Hicks and you just let go Devondre Campbell, who went on to be a pro bowler in green Bay, all pro, I think. And then Isaiah Simmons, it's like, could we be misjudging this whole thing, Bo Brock? And, And could they be lying in the weeds for a position that's not of need, at least with somebody like this, like you see a future for him, albeit maybe not as a rookie, to come in and have a have a role long term.
2: Yeah. I mean, when I look at this roster, I mean, you're just looking for somebody that can make an impact right away because I think that's really where their frustration lies. I mean, even if it's in the interior of the offensive line, I know they went out and got Will Hernandez, but if they go out and Zion Johnson's on the board and they take him out of Boston College, but he's gonna play, you know, 90% yeah. of the snaps for this offense and he's gonna hold down that right side of the offensive line. I don't think anybody's gonna have an issue with it. But no. you know, that that would be something that would kind of come out of right field because of where we see the needs. But the the one thing that we lack, uh that everybody lacks right now is insight into what's going on in that war room uh that was, you know, in Florence over the weekend at the Country Thunder. But for you know, for the most part, during draft season, these guys have been, you know, just just churning away, looking at these prospects. We don't know where they have these guys ranked. We don't know how far, you know, if they have any of those top five wide receivers in their top 23 best players available because we know Steve Kim likes to go with that. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. And then how Cliff Kingsbury plays young players compared to how Vance Joseph plays young players. I mean, you could point the Cliff Kingsbury to guys who haven't developed. I mean, Andy Isabella on the offensive side of the football, it wasn't for lack of playing time, but he was a guy that just never found it. Uh, I mean, he's, he's the comparison to the guys on the side of the defense. Sure. They, he wasn't a first round pick, but you have Zaven Collins and Isaiah Simmons. I think Simmons kind of gets the benefit of the doubt because he was drinking out of a water hose or a fire hose his first year learning six positions. But, you know, I, I just hope they keep it simple. They feel a need, find a guy at 23, which is not easy in the NFL draft to make an impact early on.
0: You mentioned it, Bo. A lot of things have to go right for this team. Uh, go ahead, Damien.
1: No, Johnny, I, you made a good point about the receivers in terms of the top five. And to me, it only makes sense with two because you've got those intermittent pass a route running guys like a Rondell Moore, Andy Isabella, right? You, you kind of already have that makeup and like a, a lobby and the kid from Penn state. But to me, what makes sense is Jamison Williams, which coming off the ACL, when does he play? When does he make that impact to your point, Bo, You need him. We know the sustainability of the NFL player. You want him for all 17, possibly 18, 19 games, right? Or does he come on for the second stretch of the season? To me, I like a guy like Drake London, if he's there, because the size, we know like Kyler Murray likes big targets, those two make sense. If those two aren't available, I like Karloftis.
0: Uh, Just to play off of that, Damien, I got some insight over the weekend, a text thread that I'm on uh, with regard to two players in particular that the Cardinals may or may not have interest in. Uh, what it said, I'm told, is they like Jameson, maybe more so than any receiver. They view him as a 1A Pro Bowl type of receiver. are there, there, there are concerns with Chris Alave that his upside, while they like him, is no more than a high-end number two. Now, that's all he'd be asked to be opposite DeAndre Hopkins, uh, but but take that for what it's worth. It is a gamble, just like the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And speaking of the app, the NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what you do, all DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, plus each day of the play-in, which begin tomorrow, get a free, risk-free, bet up to $10 in your game, uh, same-game parlay, if it doesn't hit. You know what's not in the playing game, by the way, the Phoenix Suns. The Suns are the best team in the NBA, and uh, tip-off later during the postseason, um, we're going to call it a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. During the play-in tournament, get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Arizona-only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer-only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. I also want to remind everybody, children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The vaccine can also reduce the risk of being hospitalized or even dying from the disease. It's safe, free, and highly effective vaccines are available right now throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. Thought we did our co-host Damian
2: Anderson dirty with that video of Karloftis first play. He's blowing up a play in the backfield against his beloved Northern Western Wildcats. How could we do that? Through a guy da.
1: That's a while ago. It's all good, man. That's in the past. (laughs) They got to do better. That's right. Be better. You can't let that happen.
2: Look, if he's doing it against NFC West opponents, all the better down the line for you, da. Uh, So. I think the biggest budding bromance in the NFL since Edelman and Tom Brady is brewing here in our backyard between general manager Steve Kime and head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Over the weekend, my girl Cheyenne from Camel Country was there at Country Thunder. She caught this video of Blake Shelton, super fan, performing in up... In the VIP, there's in the Raptors. In the, that's the whip section, my man. <laughs> Steve Kime is just wearing out a folding chair and Cliff Kingsbury behind him, <laughs> just being a golden god, enjoying a silver bullet, like our guy Johnny here later in the show, oh, just no. raging to uh Blake Shelton show. Now, when I posted this on Twitter, it just, there were some people that were big mad about this, which I don't understand. It's, uh, get the hell out of here. It's a new Twitter tough guy that is, is like you better be working at your craft 24-7 or else I'm going to light you up.
0: But uh, it's just hilarious. Oh, I love to see Steve that's at the end going back and forth. That's, oh, that's great
1: stuff. He He's having a good time. when anybody thinks. Yeah. I mean, reg- regardless of the position that you're in, guys, we know that you're going to get scrutiny regardless. You know, yeah. unless you win a championship. I mean, everyone can't be the Bill Belichick, you know, in his cabin during draft night and with his, you know, stack of, of of draft bibles he that's not just gonna happen i mean they're having a good time uh i mean they're people are gonna talk it's what we do and they probably drank about a case of natty light <laughs> and had a good time man they're, they're rocking out
0: i no mean, one cared. go ahead
2: even belichick is this do not disturb on his iphone and netflix and chilling at that time on a friday
0: night We've seen Belichick's Halloween costume pics with yeah. his girlfriend, me. She's his wife now. Look those up if you haven't already. They're hilarious. No one gave a shit about Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani having a bromance with Steve Kime and their connection when the Cardinals were winning. When like peak Arians and those three were like bros talking about whiskey, everybody loved it. Now that the Cardinals, even after a season in which they reached the postseason, uh, everybody complains, right? Legitimately, every comment to Bo's tweet was, this is why they're inactive in free agency. You mean you want the man to spend 24 hours in his office and then not to go enjoy himself on a Friday or Saturday night? Good help. Get alive. Hopefully people can contextualize this between like actual reality. Like is Steve having a good, you know, off season? We don't know because he's been inactive. But it's not because he's out partying. At, what is it called? Country Thunder? Country yeah. Thunder. The Thunder. Yeah. I'm thinking of the Thunder Down Under where the, with the male strippers. That's a different yeah. thing. I don't know okay. why that's tough. Wow, of mind. I, I don't oh, know. Sorry, why I, I, don't I hear why thunder and be. I vent. Producer Leah can't keep it together. Leah, have you, have you <laughs> yeah. visited that establishment before? Is it something you're familiar with? She says I no. don't know okay, how you ahead. even
1: remembered it, Johnny, just off the top like that. I feel right. like my
0: wife went to it for her bachelorette party. Maybe,
2: Country it, Thunder. Yeah, exactly, Rick James. They just they just think that Steve Kim is a robot. Just. To, just tied to his desk, just making call after call. Hey, you got an edge? You got a wide receiver that I can have? He's he's like Dave Chappelle's uh the, the crackhead character. He's like, Hey, you got any edge rushers over there? You got any? Tyrone wide Tyrone yeah. Biggums. <laughs> Biggums. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. It's it's like when a president's out golfing, everybody loves to just crush whoever president is, whatever side of the aisle is it's the it's, opposite. It's different when it's during a war, though, Bo.
1: Sure. Sure. <laughs> hey, though, just, <laughs> we're at war right gotta, now you we're in the you got to contextualize everything no I mean and you're right and I mean people are going to speak no matter what I think that that's the life we live in with social media uh, it just happens right and you being a head coach of the National Football League you know the elite crew with being a general manager and, and a head coach but to me I, there looked like there were kids there in that video so with that being said I mean it's a family event Country Thunder they're having a good time as I said they're, they're enjoying themselves, man. And it's a weekend. And if you have, if anyone's ever visited out, it's a couple acreage filled, you know, they got some ga- great ATV tracks out there, but for the most part, they, they put up some part. Yeah. He's rocking out. He knows that the people are watching oh him and he, so, he's enjoying so it. He's enjoying, he's having a good time. He's like, yo, this is for that extension. Thank you. Rika- <laughs> yes. Security. I'm good. Security. I'm good.
0: Cliff, Cliff. Like I said this in the Slack message, Bo, when you sent it over the weekend, like, there is not an easier guy for me to root for than Cliff Kingsbury. Just like seems like the most laid back dude. Every time I've had a chance to interact with Cliff Kingsbury, his coaching aside you think what you want about his ability to coach or not. The nicest dude, the most humble dude, Saul Bookman, our GM and I had a chance to briefly visit with him at the NFL combine uh, earlier this off season. Like he is somebody you want to root for. You see all these kind of miserable coaches around the NFL like, I, I won't speak ill will of Joe Judge, but just like the doucher that he seemed like before the Giants parted ways with him. Like, that is not Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury is a man of the people. And this this is just great insight into, like, just hanging out, socializing behind his GM. I, I love the fact that he's just standing up by basically by himself with a drink in his hand. Like, I want Cliff King, like, kind whatever. It's fine. I want Cliff Kingsbury to succeed because of this video.
1: you gotta win guys you gotta win for sure you gotta win regardless because if you don't win people are gonna be remember that time they were at country thunder jamming it up and i mean this is all gonna come back and i mean people just talk to talk as i said before but if you win willing ails a lot of problems and i think if as long as cliff and they continue in the right progression we've seen it over the years last three seasons they've continued to get better if Cliff does that, work when his relationship with Steve Kahn, no one's going to have nothing to say but smiles and ride right on.
2: I think things have changed with Cliff Kingsbury. He's getting a little, you know, he gets more and more comfortable each and every season. But after he got fired from his alma mater, he was a little bit more buttoned up. How he dealt with the media, how he his public persona, we didn't get to see it enough. I was kind of bummed that they weren't the hard knocks team last summer. That they're not eligible this year. It's going to be, I think, Detroit. But Cliff Kingsbury, I think people would have been—he would have benefited from people getting a behind-the-scenes glimpse at how he operates because nobody really knows. But what we do know is we haven't heard much, any leaks of people disliking him, at least within that locker room. And he's a—he's a player's coach, and everybody seems to love him. And he's got those silky smooth pipes too. He's got that slow jams voice.
1: Not going to comment on that. But
0: all right. <laughs> he can he can, call, he can sing me to sleep anytime. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And thunder down under, right at thunder down under. Yeah, Cliff that's right. Yeah. Now, Cliff could probably
0: thunder. get a gig at thunder stop. down under. Let's, be, let's be honest. <laughs> stop. Stop. You seen those pics? Those ad pics?
1: Um, yeah, no. You've seen those? No, picks. I didn't. I did. I did. Give not it a quick. Those.
0: Give it a quick Google. Yeah, that's Google right. search if you haven't already. Yeah.
2: Well, regardless, you know the, the Cardinals. It's it's you're gonna take some flack during the slow off season. The, the tweets where everybody was lighting up at PHNX underscore Cardinals. There were some good ones when you're when the inside linebacker slides to 23. Love that one. Uh, you know the extension jokes were hilarious. Everybody that chimed in that uh, we re, we really appreciate it. Uh, we're excited to tell you about our brand new partner here over at uh, PHNX. I'm talking about OGs. OG's is, uh, it's incredible. If you haven't heard, if you haven't checked in on OG's yet, uh, it's one of the best brands, local brands. It's one of Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens and is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. The quality of their products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and the amazing flavor. Edibles, they're not a one-size-fits-all product. That's why OG's is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and all preferences, even if you're at Country Thunder. Their motto is flavoring life as something we can all get behind. Let's get tropical, tropical fruit flavors that include guava, strawberry, kiwi, raspberry, orange, piña colada. Are you kidding me? Let's get into it. OG's. Yeah, so proud that they're part of our amazing family here at PHNX. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to OG's, that's O-G-E-E-Z, brands.com. That's OG's brands.com to find OG's near you. Also, we're excited about Athletic Brands. At least I am on a daily basis. Athletic Greens has got me feeling fantastic these days, Johnny. I'm feeling... Do you chug it? We're going to talk chugging here in a second. Do you chug it when you drink it? I do not chug it. I actually sip it. I enjoy it. Uh, it, It's great. Um, As far as it's just one delicious scoop of fat, uh, the greens, that's all you need. Eight ounces of water. It absorbs 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens that help you start your day right. Athletic Greens supports better sleep quality. I've been sleeping great, great recovery. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It costs less than $3 a day, plus you're investing in your health. That's right. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash is it suns? Is that, is that how you get to it? No, forward slash Cardinals, my All man. Right. This Cardinals, is the Cardinal show. i my copy for, God, for God's sake. No, that wasn't me. That's athleticgreens.com slash Cardinals to take ownership of your own health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
0: Well, would you mind leading us into this next segment? It is one that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, we'll become very familiar with, with what's about to take place. All right, so
2: opening night, Major League Baseball went down on Thursday, at least for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's their lone victory so far this season. It was a walk-off job by Seth mm. here on National Beer Night. And with that, my guy Johnny Venerable was taking ricochet shots from this walk-off victory because our friends over at PHNX D-backs. Former friends. Yeah, they were they <laughs> they were they were uh, celebrating the walk-off victory by, by chugging some beers. Also, uh, 70,
0: Connor Brum in the comments saying, "Chug the beer for Seth Beer, guys." That is our. No, point. that's wait, what wait. we've been waiting we should, for. We, we got to wait to the end.
1: We oh, do we have, the have to the wait end. to end? Yeah, we got to make sure oh, we, we walk it off. Yeah, right? we're going to yeah, walk okay. it off. Sorry, we're walking it off. That's off. So. The, i going to stay there. Until you got to
0: stay tuned until the end of the show, also, and we will chug these beers. And I promise one. you, I can chug a beer way better than Johnny Venerable.
2: Oh, that's not saying that much.
0: That's not a high bar to. High bar to pass. So. Couple things. First of all, those sons of bitches, you know, their team wins one game opening <laughs> night and it's open season. Leah, if we could, can we have uh, some uh, photographic evidence of what they're referring to? Because I want to give full transparency to, to this entire charade. First of all, number one, Michaela's taking cheap shots, you know, wouldn't expect anything less. But the fact that Derek and Jesse, people who I thought I was our friends, were quickly jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, you know, I'll have to reassess You know, my relationship with both of them. This was... Month, maybe month one, month two of PHNX Cardinals in studio. I just got the freshest DraftKings tea, which I still sport regularly because it is clean and fresh. I purposely, we were chugging a beer to try to get... Cheerson was trying to get us more followers. God bless her soul. Said, I'm going to chug a beer if we hit so many followers tonight on Twitter. We hit that mark. We were drinking Coors Light because she had brought it in. Here is the photo in question. I didn't want to get... Coors Light on my DraftKings shirt. I had a long drive home to Maricopa. You guys know it's a almost a three-hour commute from Phoenix. <laughs> and I also had to tuck my kids to bed, so I didn't want a bunch of beer all over me. So that is exactly I. – first of all, if you would have weighed the beer that night after we'd gotten finished drinking, I would have assured I had less beer left than Cheerson and Frank. But because of my form, not wanting to get anything on my fresh DraftKings tee, yeah. I have been – just completely dragged through the mud by this company, this company I love with my brothers and sisters taking shots at me almost eight months after the fact. So here's what I'm going to do. Okay. We have a special event taking place later this month, April 28th, the Ainsworth, the NFL draft party, come out. We're going to have more information as it becomes available. I for whatever reason have to redeem myself, have to redeem my family. Damien is not invited. My wife, everybody, everybody, Saul Bookman, get the hell out of these comments. This is my mother effing show. I will chug a beer and I will I will chug the best beer you've ever seen. Beer of anybody's choosing, as long as no it's safety not an IPA. support, no safety not, no support, no safety. Not as long as it's not an IPA. It can be a heavy beer, it can be bud heavy, course heavy, whatever at the Ainsworth. And I will put this to bed once and for all. And then this is my last day on the show, or it's your last day on the show. I thought I would have everybody's back here. But apparently, everybody's just, it's just the cool thing to do to jump on the guy who, you know, at the end of the day, didn't want to disrespect DraftKings in his new gear. I was the only one rocking my DraftKings gear that night. Nobody, I'm a company man. And right yet, on. time and time and time again, just dragged through the mud. That's all I have to say about it. Michaela, Jesse, Derek, you're all dead to me. You're never welcomed on the show again. Uh, and, you know, that's fine. Enjoy the, enjoy the Diamondbacks. We're going to enjoy the Cardinals here where we class it up a little bit and don't drag other people down. I
2: don't even know where I'm, I'm still waiting for Johnny.
0: Get Johnny. out of here. Get out. You're not a, you're Johnny. not involved in this show. No, 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 no. You're
2: going to get called out in this company.
0: <laughs> One a one-off time. I'm sorry. Okay. If I'm at the Ainsworth and I do a shitty job on the 28th, everybody come out. If if you're not excited about the draft, at least come out
2: Johnny, to see insane.
0: this. I I will take care of business and I will redeem <laughs> myself even though I don't feel like I have to in front of my Former friends, maybe I'll invite my kids oh, there at 10 o'clock is at night. It is is well, that how it is? Is I have my two year old, my seven year old there rooting me on. We need some no training like
1: videos, John. We need to
0: no, you know, training, videos leading, point. Point. Need that training
2: videos leading put up to that it. Graphic back up. Can we put that the graphic back up, John. He, he looks like he's singing along to Blake Shelton at Country Thunder right now.
1: It looks I like someone made him
2: drink like NyQuil <laughs> and he. You know, I Mean it's I, I through all those excuses. What's with the two-hand thing? Can you explain that?
1: Yeah. It's not
0: two-handed. It I, didn't it, I didn't want I didn't want to put the put the photo back up, Leah. What were you? <laughs> st-
1: what were you stopping with that hand?
0: What were you stopping? I didn't with? want so I was chugging it and there was debris coming off. Like you know, I haven't chugged a beer in forever. I'm Johnny, 34 years old. I'm ahead of a household. No, get out of here. You <laughs> <laughs> get the hell Johnny, out of here. We
1: have to be better than this, my guy. We have to no, be better than this. There's out no of way you should be this salty about it. You fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> Nobody else. Sal, he called the beard debris. So I'm oh, not I right there. there. Was, so, there beard. I'm loving <laughs> this picture of Damien uh, helping you out there, Johnny. I appreciate <laughs> I that very know. much, too. Johnny, here to help. I do
0: what I do. I help everybody else out. Johnny, take, just your medicine. Medicine. take your two hands and take your medicine. Just gulp it down. I've made my case. There's nothing more I can say at this point, other than apparently I have to redeem myself. The Ainsworth Live, April 28th, post draft after the Cardinals take. You. I'll join. You. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Bo is not welcome now. He's an outsider oh, because of, because of how he's he's handled this whole situation. Very disappointing. He'll have to redeem and and come back into my
1: good graces. So get order out order of is it? No, what is one, it? one thing? One thing. All right, you're you're pumping up the Ainsworth. I'm gonna make it better for you, okay? Okay. okay. Because we're gonna get as many people as we can to come out. Just okay. to see this from you, Johnny. So <laughs> okay. Byron Murphy will be there, confirmed. Ooh, wow. so Arizona Cardinals
0: starting cornerback Byron Murphy will be at the Ainsworth with us. Will he? Will he chug a beer alongside me? TBD. Um, but I think he's going to be there signing autographs for the people. Johnny, can we create a prop
1: bet? How many sips it takes? I we oh, can oh, we oh, can create oh, a prop oh, yeah. bet of how
0: long how long <laughs> it will take me to do it.
1: So no, we'll
0: just use everybody can start betting. I can tell you right now, I'm not gonna put a number on it, but it will be a very redeemable, acceptable time. Is it a pint, pint glass? No, just a I need a canned cold beer. That's what I want. As I the beer.
2: as a resident betting expert of PHNX, i I'm setting no, the over no. under at 10 and a half. <laughs> 10 and
1: a half seconds.
2: 10 and a half. seconds. That's embarrassing. If it's mm. you, you better be faster in 10 and a half seconds.
1: That's
0: a long time. That's not ver- you can uh, chug a beer we're faster. We're still talking than 10 about seconds? drinking beer, right, guys? Still... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Ainsworth, April twenty eighth. I will chug a beer. Byron Murphy will be there. My two. Uh, in front of Byron Murphy. That's he's second billing to me chugging a beer. That's what's happening. <laughs> this show you is haven't... over. It's gone off the rails. I want to remind everybody: like, subscribe. Go to gopeutonics You can check out my most recent article about the creativity Vance Joseph and the Cardinals will need to showcase to be able to replace Chandler Jones. Hint, it's not by taking another linebacker at 23. It's by going out and getting a veteran. Everybody be sure to become a member. It's 50 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent month, or you can save some coin, pay just under 60 bucks for the entire year, get yourself a free PHNX T-shirt in the process. PHNX Cardinals, or if you want a Diamondback shirt and you want to support that hack programming right now and what they're putting out there. That's fine too. In all seriousness, we love, we love PHX Simonbacks to do a great job. They had one, uh, one moment of weakness there, uh, slamming your boy. I want to remind everybody else. Go follow Bo Brock on Twitter at Bo Brock, Damian Anderson at Damian Anderson. I'm Johnny Venerable. Bo, you have anything else to say for yourself? Uh, No, you just better show
2: up on draft night. I don't care what analysis you bring. You just have to, you have to put down a
1: beer for the show. I want the graphic to be Byron Murphy and Johnny at the bottom holding, holding his beer, the redeemer, the redeemer night, right? You're going to redemption. The redemption Redemption. tour starts
0: the redemption store. (laughs) The redemption (laughs) tour starts now. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Thanks again.